Like, you're not going to tell her, like, she's being a piece of shit. You're just going to be like, that was mean, lol. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine Mara going, you're being a piece of shit? <laughs> Mara would be like, Joy, stop being such a bitch. <laughs> Sabrina. Anubis, backwards. See what I did there? Hello, besties, and welcome to another episode of Anubis Backwards Podcast. Today, we are recapping House of Freeze. House of Timeout. So for housekeeping, it is uh, Poppy Miller who plays Vera's birthday on February 28th. So happy birthday to her. Um, the Caught in His Web Lifetime movie that Berkeley's in is supposed to come out on February 19th. So everyone uh, look forward to that. Okay. We'll try to give you guys more info. I've you don't been have trying any. to get more info. And I don't trust this character from what little I know about this movie. Love that. But um, follow our socials. I'll try to have info on it. Oh, there's another movie with Ali Ship, right? Oh, um, girl um, is um, 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 okay. So over the summer, we talked about a movie. Oh my god, I don't remember the name of it. And it weirdly also has Vanessa Hudgens, but it's not Tick Tick Boom. It aired so over the summer there was like this thing. It was like um the Sundance Film Festival. You could pay for tickets to see movies. So the film she Vanessa Hudgens had done, aka asking for it i just had to imdb the title was part of that and now it is getting ready for a broader release because oh it is coming out march 4th 2022 so it's coming in like the next month thank you very much to the house of news wiki because they had very detailed notes so most of these are edited notes from the house of news wiki so i would like to thank them for making my life easier thank you anyway we opened with the iconic intro Victor is in Vera's room, looking shocked. He sees Vera is frozen under a blanket, covering the chair she's sitting in. I just thought this is creepy. It was very creepy. And I'm, like, trying to figure out, if, did they make, like, a Vera wax figure, or did they just put, like, a crap ton of makeup on her? I feel like makeup would have been cheaper. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Or maybe they, like, just did, like, a... Maybe they, like, superimposed an effect on her or something. Oh, Maybe. Victor is alarmed and tries to talk to her, hoping she will come too. He discovers the mark of Anubis on her wrist. Then Sankara whispers to return the falcons or the frozen one will perish. I just thought it was really funny that Sankara was referring to as the frozen one, since she's always referring to Nina as the chosen one. So that just made me giggle. So Vera is Elsa. (laughs) Yes, the frozen one. (laughs) She needs to let it go. Nina comes down to breakfast in tears and opens up her laptop. Fabian asks her what Mr. Sweet wanted from her. He comes over and they read the article that Jack Jack wrote criticizing her that says she cuts class and doesn't care about her grad. She said Mr. Sweet had some questions about the cutting class part. Amber, Althea, and Patricia rush over to see the article and they comfort Nina. Amber immediately suggests that Joy wrote the article despite everyone's protest of Joy being too nice to do something this slow to someone. And they said that a lot of people have it out for Nina. However, Amber isn't convinced as she points out the reasons why it couldn't be Victor, Vera, or Sankara. Nina says that the article is true and she's a terrible granddaughter. Fabian says they need to find the mask and the rest of the Sabunas agree. They decide they need to get the reflector soon so that they can be done with this. They have so many people have beef with Nina. Ask more people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Joy's obviously terrible for like doing this and we know it's Joy, but the fact that Amber just immediately assumes it's Joy, um, doesn't sit right with me like i kind of get why amber would think that but like she was very quick to accuse like uh, i got i like i get it i understand i was i was at one point a high schooler um also not to throw sabun under the bus but this 
article could have been avoided by talking to Joy and explaining to her what was going on because she had told Fabian she felt shut out by this group. So even if they didn't want to include her for her safety, they could have told her, like, yo, this is what's happening. Like, we can't include you for your safety. She obviously would have understood that. I agree. This is a very good point. Or, like, they don't even have to tell her everything. Just give her an abridged version and be like, yo, we're cursed, so we're not going to give you the full tea, but, like... Like, it's not you. It's the ghost. (laughs) It's not you. We're trying to protect you. And, like, she would have, honestly, with the amount of shit she went through in the last term, she would have been like, cool, sounds great. Tell me when it's over. So then Victor is dashing around, replacing all the reflectors in the various spots, and then he goes to check on Vera, only to see that she's made no progress. And then Victor, talking to Corvier, he says that he has to see Vic- uh, he has to save Vera, even if that means failing the mission. And then the Sabunas are in the living room, wondering how to get the reflectors. As I say this, Victor loudly announces to Trudy that he will be going out and won't be back for a while. At these words, Sabuna rushes to Victor's office. Right after this happens, Alpha goes, and I want to be a millionaire. Me too, Alfie. Me too. <laughs> it's such a great scene, and I thought it was so well written. And uh, Because, like, obviously it would be very unrealistic for Victor to just leave like that. So they, I like the way they made it so, like cheeky and pointing it out and it was very on the nose (laughs) when they're like victor would never just leave (laughs) and then he leaves very funny in victor's office there is a list of the reflectors and where he thinks they are nina suspiciously knows that this is too easy and unlike victor they decide to hold off on grabbing the remaining reflectors until later at school mara is reading the article on the jack jackal blog and she confronts joy about who wrote it she says it couldn't be jack jackal both of them accidentally reveal their involvement on the blog. Mara reveals that she is Jack Jackal because she can't write under her own name, and Joy ends up revealing that she posted the Mean Spirit review about Nina. They both agree to keep things quiet to avoid having Mr. Sweet having uh, giving Mr. Sweet any reason to expel Mara once again, and that so no one will realize that Joy wrote the article. Tends to be shocked that Mara is Jack Jackal. Also, the thing that er- that I. I don't know if I think it's funny or it annoys me. Mara's just like, oh my god, that was really mean. Like, Mara, that's literally all you have to say is, oh my god, that was mean. Like, you're not going to tell her, like, she's being a piece of shit. You're just going to be like, that was mean, lol. (laughs) Can you imagine Mara going, you're being a piece of shit? (laughs) Mara would be like, Joy, stop being such a bitch. (laughs) I feel like Mara would have censored herself, but you know what I mean. (laughs) She would probably be like, Joy, you're being a donkey. (laughs) like you're such a witch (laughs) stop being such a witch patricia (laughs) but like literally oh she was like that was really mean that was like at the end of of discussion she didn't want joy to expose her for being jack jackal yeah she's kind of in a weird place so then alvin and amber are tasked with retrieving the same glass shard from the attic both Amber and Alfie argue about being careful with the shard, and then Amber catches it once it slips out of Alfie's hand, but then her foot steps on the blanket and reveals the frozen Vera. Alfie freaks out and shows Amber, who is stunned. Both questioned if uh, Vera got stuffed like the taxidermy animals, but Amber holds the glass clean up, and she sees the fog, so she realizes that Vera is frozen but alive. They realize that if Vera can hear them, that they were talking about the secret passage to the tunnel in front of her. Um, I love how Alfie says that he's only been to the library for a bake-off or some sort of heist. And <laughs> Amber also says, look what you made me do. So I said, Siri, play, look what you made me do. I just love that 
it was Amber and Alfie that got to discover Vera because it was like it was so entertaining. And yeah. I think it wouldn't have been as funny if it was like Fabian and Nina up there going through this. It just would have been like dramatic, but their yeah. comedic timing is just so good and their dynamic is so good. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm obsessed with Amber's outfit. Very 2012 with Peter Pan collar. <laughs> Love it. Both Amber and Alfie slowly inch out of the room before closing the door behind them and screaming out what they just saw. They run and meet up with the rest of Sabuna. Victor watches from her study and mutters, excellent. He goes back to the attic and tries to talk to Vera again, only to see that she's still frozen. He bemoans that he's failed her and kisses her forehead before leaving. I have Brian's nose. He says this show is like Zoe 101. Meet Scooby-Doo. When is Brian going to guest host, Laura? That's when you know it's real. This would never re-record on a weekend because that's when he would be here. (laughs) (laughs) So... Actually, that's whatever record on a Sunday because he's at work on Saturday. So specifically, if we record on a Sunday. All right, great. We'll make it happen. <laughs> happen so he has to participate in the recording as if he didn't like <laughs> sit there and play Pokemon half the time while I was doing this. <laughs> so then, as after Victor leaves, Vera slowly wakes up from her frozen state. Amber and Alfie then meet up and tell the rest of Sabuna about finding Vera. They decide to worry about that later. The group goes to the upstairs hallway only to hear a banging against the attic door and back away as Vera emerges from behind it, still in a bit of a daze from Sankara's spell. She walks in a daze. She kind of looks like a zombie towards the students who look shocked. And that is the end of part one. And now for a word from our sponsor. And we are back. The Sabunas are staring at Vera. She finally snaps back to her usual state. The gang makes up excuses about going elsewhere to throw her off about where they're going. Okay, like, the first thing she says when she's, like, back in her normal state is, am I late for dinner? And it's, uh, like, comedy gold. Comedic gold right there. You love Vera for five seconds. One second. As Vera walks away, the Sabunas note that they saw the mark of Anubis on her palm and that Sankara must have done it. Vera then goes to Victor's office and he welcomes her back. She tells him what it was like to be frozen. She says that she could stare straight ahead in here and she heard that Victor was concerned for her. She's very happy that Victor was concerned for her. And then she tells Victor that she had a dream about a woman telling them that they should stop the search for the mask. Victor admits that he had the same dream and he doesn't think it was a dream. Then he shows her that she was marked. So then the Sabunas are all trying to leave the house in a hurry and Victor demands to know where they're going. They all say they're going to the library and he forbids them to go. The group then agrees on trying to attempt the placement of the reflectors at dawn since they can't go right now because there's people in the kitchen so they can't enter the cellar through the kitchen and they can't go through the library because Victor just won't let them leave. Fabian then takes his time to talk to Joy to ask her if she knows who wrote the article on Nina since Joy is the editor. Joy tries to play dumb about the exact article in the section of the blog Fabian is talking about. She claims at first that she never read the article and Fabian's very frustrated and says it's not good editorship. I uh, just enjoys like the editor, but apparently has never read an article in her entire life. <laughs> I just... Joy is so frustrating in this arc. She really is. Because, like, I get it. I get, I get that you're like, why you want to lie because, like, what you did is really shitty. But, like, it's the way she, like, lies. Like, it's not even, like, Nina. Because she li- It's not like Nina's school of bad lies where they just, like, say the first things out of her mouth. It's she says these lies with confidence. She's like, oh, yeah, what article? I've never heard of that article. I didn't read that article. What are you? I mean, see, just... <laughs> you're like the editor of the newspaper. Yeah, it's bad. 
Uh, Joy then mistakenly lets it slip, saying that she's not interested in reading about Nina ditching class and caring more about her grandmother than anything else. That alerts Fabian to the fact that it is Joy who wrote the article since she quoted it twice. He leaves her on the couch, saying it was a horrible thing to do and she's no longer the girl he used to know. She adds that he is no longer the boy he she used to know, and Fabian tells the rest of Sabuna while Joy mutters, that's right, close ranks like you always do. I said I feel bad for Joy being best, uh, left out, but Bestie also, like, she was bad. But I do feel bad for her feeling left out, but again. Bestie. Again, this entire mess could have been avoided if Sabuna had just, you know, been honest with Joy for 40 seconds. Nah. Who would be honest in this show? <laughs> I do think Fabian had every right to be that harsh, though. And oh, he's, I agree. he's right. He did try to defend her, and she kind of failed him. I think she. I think he saw yeah. the good in her, and she was not being good in this moment. Mm-hmm. I firmly agree with that statement. The next morning, Sabuna attempts to place the reflectors in their appropriate places before the constellation ends. Is that correct? This is clearly from the wiki. Yeah, or there was the whatever the timer thing on the wall. I guess was a constellation, and it was gonna like okay burnout or whatever and okay so before time's up (laughs) however the panel showing the time they have to place the reflectors burns out and the sands sink down to the ground and the group panics what was the reason of the stand sinking to the ground is there was was this just like so the show could run for x amount of episodes was this really so we could have like the 40 seconds of eddie and sabuna what was the reason for this because I cannot figure out like what Robert was thinking in this moment. I think from Robert's point of view, it's so like you you know this is how you fail the task. Like if if only one person was trying to pass, you would fail the task. Obviously that we're gonna see how they fix the problem with the group. Um from a writing perspective though, no idea. They must have needed to kill time. Cause <laughs> I am really looking forward to the Eddie Joint Sabuna moment because that's a hilarious scene. But the I just, it's, 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 I like it. I also wonder though, so how long do we think the timer's been running? Was it, has it been running for like 8 million years or like a hundred years or whatever? And so or like, maybe it like, do you think it's like triggered to start once you enter that room for the first time? Like maybe. you beat the task before it? Like, how does he know that? I mean, obviously he doesn't want anyone to like get in there, but like, I like how we're, we're dissecting this task. This is the task that upsets me. This show doesn't make any sense. We just uh, need to accept that this is what's happening. I mean, yeah, I get that, but I don't want to accept that's what's happening because it doesn't make sense to my brain. The (laughs) goblin brain doesn't like it. Robert knew that they had to have a really long season of a television show, so he set the task, so it would take them a really long time. What an MVP. You go, Robert. (laughs) Go, best friend. At school, Jerome asked Mara to come with him to the prison to talk to his dad about the missing jewel being stolen from the shield. He claims that with Mara there, his dad might not be so furious with his failure. Mara agrees that his dad loves him and cares more about Jerome than the gym. Then Nina and Fabian walk into class. Oh, well, this is at school, obviously. Nina and Fabian walk into class and she tells him that maybe she should take her grin home. Vera enters the room to talk to Nina about something important. All right. What good would taking Grand home be? Because one, Nina would obviously have to go with, like, there's no way Nina would stay in the UK while Grand goes back to the US. I can't imagine it's necessarily safe or advised that a sickly woman flies 
across an ocean. And also, it's got to be expensive as hell. Like, yeah. Especially because she's sick. So, like, I was thinking about that, too. I don't get, like, because it's, like, specifically, like, well, I should, maybe I should take her home. Like, what good would taking her home do? Like, that's probably the worst thing you could do. Like, Anina, I'm not going to tell you you're perfect, but, like, currently the best thing for her would be to be in a hospital in the UK where you're close. And, like, yeah, you should probably visit her more, but, like, that's another can of worms. Flying across an ocean, ain't it, Chief? Maybe she has other family there. So Nino thought that, like, she should take her to be with, like, her other family members? Do they have any other family members? No, they don't. I thought about that, because Gran isn't married anymore, or at least anymore, because, like, she's always flirting with Victor and stuff, so assuming she's single. Nino's grandpa's probably dead. It really sounds like that's it for their family. Like, they have each other and that's it. Wait, okay, I'm gonna take us on a very big tangent, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so in theory, had Natalia decided to stay for season three, she would have been KT, right? And then wouldn't have been Nina's grandpa? Yes. With the key? What happened? Maybe they're just divorced. Maybe. Or we get some sort of weird flashback where Nina's grand was grand, grand, Gramps was on his deathbed. Yeah, because or they would have just straight up killed Gramp, Grant off, and been like, "Here." Yeah, they would have either killed Grant off and had her give her some type of key, or like Nina's grandpa when he died and Nina was like a child gave her something. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, back to season two. <laughs> Joy walks into class and softly apologizes to Fabian for the rude article she wrote. He replies that she should be apologizing to Nina. And then he says something about her being the Jackal that people hear. Patricia stays in shock while Amber remarks that she knew it had to be Joy who wrote the article. Alfie is surprised and asks if Joy is Jack Jackal. Joy pleads with Fabian to understand that she isn't Jack Jackal and tries to get him to talk, like tries to get him to talk to her alone so she can explain. He says he's not interested. In the corner, we see Mara wincing at the scene, realizing that everyone is mistakenly thinking that Joy is Jack Jackal instead of her. In the hallway, Beers tells Nina that her grand has taken a turn for the worse at the hospital and tells Nina to go immediately to see her. Beer offers to go with Nina for support, but Nina quickly tells her no and that she wants to be alone. Beer looks at Nina kind of suspiciously as she leaves. Though I'm confused. Why is Beer like kind of sus of Nina? Like, what if she just wants to be alone because her grand is dead? I wonder if she's thinking about, like, the information she got from Amber and Alfie. Oh, maybe. At the prison, uh, Jerome hangs his head and he tells his dad that he failed to keep the gem in the shield after he retrieved it. He apologizes for letting his dad down. He's surprised when his dad tells him that he was never disappointed in his son and he points out everything Jerome went through to get the gem in the first place. He calls Jerome a, cho- a true Clark. I thought this was very cute. I am soft. I love, love a nice father-son bonding moment. Then um, they're saying that the whole thing about the gem would be a story to write, and Mara tells them that it would be worthy to read and write about. Jerome pulls out his cell phone to show his father a picture of the gem in the shield, and he swears to get it back no matter what. Um, Mr. Clark starts scrolling through the pictures, and he accidentally comes across a picture of Jerome and Mara kissing. He says Jerome has finally got his act together. Jerome snatches the phone back, and they make Mara think that they're still just- Oh, well, Jerome kind of makes Mara think that they're still talking about his success in the ping-pong match to win the shield back. 
Um, Mr. Clark says something here that's like, keep it simple, stupid, and I don't know why that has like, read. I don't want to say that stuck with me since, you know, well, since the show has ended. But I just want to know, Jerome, Jerome Clark, keeping that picture on your phone, what was the reason? Actually, you know what? To stare at it. Never mind. Never mind. You scroll through my Twitter, I've already, I already have been told, complained about what is occupying most of my camera roll, so I can't judge Jerome. I can't judge. I understand what it's like. This photo gives me a little serotonin. I save it forever. Where I can look at it constantly. So you know what? Never mind. I cancel that. I'm sorry for judging you, Jerome. That was on me. And I just said, how dare this scene happen while Mara is in her breaking up with Mick outfit. We can't have Jara scenes in this outfit. No. Brenna, the show only had like seven outfits per character. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, why this one? At least that's realistic for like a high schooler's one. I know, really. yeah. I do appreciate that. As Mara leaves, uh, Mr. Clark tells him to not give up on Mara. He says that she's a real gem and that he likes her. Jerome claims that the circumstances are complicated and his dad tells him to keep it simple and not give up on Mara. And then Mr. Clark is just shipping it here. Oh, apparently this is where he says keep it simple, stupid. But also, Oh, I just skipped ahead. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> also, Jerome does, in fact, not keep it simple. No. I'm sorry. But, like, it shouldn't make me chuckle. But, like, Jerome, you were basically told what to do in regards to this, and you failed. So, then in the lounge, Alfie and Amber are worrying about Vera overhearing their conversation about the secret passageway in the library when she was frozen, and they decide to just not tell Nina and Fabian. And, like, Amber's really trying to get Alfie to take the blame. Fabian arrives and asks about telling them why Amber makes this excuse and says that she and Alfie are organizing a charity jagathon for Bunyans, but they promise not to get it, let it get in the way of their Sabuna duties or her very secret use of the very secret tunnels. Trishy joins them and announces that Nina's grandmother has taken a turn for the worse. At the hospital, Nina's holding Gran's hand and she turns to see Fabian has come to support her. He asks her what the doctor said, and she replies that she doesn't know since they said her grand was fine, and then this happened. Fabian reads the clipboard of Grand's progress and notes that the doctors are just as stumped as they are. He notes that her grandmother's middle name is Meridian, and Nina says it must be an old family name. Fabian looks closer at the report to see that she collapsed in London. I said, when you're the timepiece and your middle name is Meridian, lol. <laughs> Nina then says that she collapsed at a tourist attraction, Greenwich Observatory, but she mispronounces it. Fabian corrects her and then, like, playfully corrects her in freezes when he realizes that the in International Meridian is in Greenwich too, realizing that Grand's collapse is linked to GMP and that she is the timepiece. Nina is in denial until she finds Sankara's mark of Anubis on Grand's arm and screams as Sankara laughs evilly in the background. I still think this was a brilliant plot twist. I love that Grand's the timepiece. I remember being so shook when this happened. 10 out of 10. I have to agree. It's kind of a cool plot twist. Because, like, what else do we think the timepiece could have been? Like, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that's the end of our episode. So for the brain cell of the week, does anyone have thoughts? Mm, I did not I mean, think I'm, about this. Maybe <laughs> for figuring out Grand's the timepiece, I guess. Yeah, that's what I had said so I have my note which I said maybe Fabian and other them were super smart 
Okay, well, I will read the, the notes I have. So Brian says, Grand for probably being dead because that's the best play on this show. I support her. Like, good for her. <laughs> and then Mr. Shady Man, a.k.a. Victor, because he clearly wanted the children to get the pieces and they did what Victor wanted. Like, Victor set them up. That's true. Mm-hmm. Victor was smart for listening to Sankara and setting them up like that. Does Victor deserve a brain cell? Can we Sometimes give Victor? Gotta cut that man some slack. Victor, <laughs> I guess we can give a brain cell to and All right. Victor and Fabian. And then for ship of the week, Brad said Jara, and I have to agree because we didn't really have any other ship content. So he didn't say Jara. He said the guy whose dad's in prison. Yeah, I reluctantly must agree. Love that that's what he called him. The guy whose dad's in prison. <laughs> well, he doesn't know he was named. He also called Victor Mr. Shady Man. I'm going to call this Victor Mr. Shady Man in my podcast notes next episode. Love Please. this. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> this is why we like Brian with a Y. We only like Brian's with Y's in this podcast. <laughs> no context. Like, what the hell are they on about? We don't like Matt, so if you're a Matt, I'm sorry. So, for the game, Emily suggested we play OT Oh, yes. We haven't done that in a bit. I so, like are... Is this, like, we ship them all together, OT3? Or is this we want them all to be besties, OT3? Because those are, like, separate concepts. I guess we'll um, have to decide, but depends on the vibe. So, or ship it, bestie it. Okay. Or... <laughs> that works. Like we'll just have to right. go like that. Ship it or best see it. We got we Amber. If we think they'd kill each other. We got Mick. Off to a good start. Off to a good start. Amber, Mick, and Giles. Amber, Mick. Ooh, I, yes. I yes. Amber, Ship it. You have me with all three. The competitive adrenaline here. But also, I feel like they could get away with the we're all pretty thing. Yes. Ships. Yeah. Ship. Next we got KT, Ben, and Piper. Wait, wait. See, I like. I feel like this combines Piper. all of the weird fandom crack ships into one. I know that's why I was like, it kind of works. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Ben KT, but as a, as OT three, I would be here for it. Because I like Piper Ben. I I like the idea of Piper KT. It is a triangle. Yeah. I'll ship this one. Next we got Nina, me. Oh, I forgot we were in there. <laughs> and Eddie. Oh my god. Oh my, it's <laughs> Nettie and Brenna. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ship it. Ship it. No. No. Get off of my Nettie Get summer my romance. Bready spring romance. Bready? <laughs> Or it could be like a double summer romance, like he's cheating on Patricia and both of us. Yay. I, I, hate I, it. I have to ship it. I have I no choice. It. I hate, I hate it. it. Okay. <laughs> I'll move on now. We've scarred Emily enough for one night. Alright, Jerome. Patricia. I hope you pull Alfie, that would just be really funny. And Willow. Oh. Wait. Oh, yes. <laughs> um. I think besties. I don't besties? 
I don't necessarily. I kind of want to ship Romanola together. Uh, here's my thing. Do I ship Jerome and Willow together on personality and on actual relationship? No. Do no. I ship them together because they're both pretty together? Yes. They <laughs> However, you add Patricia into this mix and it's a whole other can of worms. I, I feel like it's one of those things where you can cut like it. a fun night. But like, I don't ship them. I would go get drinks with them. I would get drinks would with them. Want, That'd be really would, fun. Would not want to see them in a relationship. All right, so this is besties then. Bestie it. Yes. Besties, but like if they all. So we're not even like long term besties. All right, we got Mara, Emily. Oh no. And Joy. That's the like dream trio. Honestly, yeah. I was like, if you want baby, and I'm gonna have to say no because I feel like they would make me mad because they're too smart for me. You know. <laughs> but yeah, you, you Mara and Joy, I feel like you would just like bitch about people together and like take over the school and as the person who literally now like the new hires come to me for tea. I'm that person. I'm the person yeah. with the tea. I bestie this. So yeah. yeah. That would be our vibe. We would just know everything about everyone constantly. Oh, Except for the part where people are involved in a mystery, you wouldn't know that. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> You just know the other gossip. <laughs> and you would have been there to yell at Joy for the I article. would have been like, like Joy, you're being a bitch. Like <laughs> Instead of just, that was mean. <laughs> oh, she said, I'm sorry. Like, how is that your what? reaction? <laughs> Other than it's a children's show, so she can't call her a bitch. But still, literally, oh, she was like, it was mean. This is our last trio here. So, like, it's going to be, be Laura. Chaotic. Me and who? Alright, we got Alfie. I love this, right? Fabian and Laura. I you know what? Yes. I ship this for you. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this yeah. fits her vibes. Like, all it of Laura's does vibes. It does. Vibes because, like, Fabian has the nerd energy and Alfie has, like, the comedic energy. This is exactly... It's, like, the best of both worlds for you. Congratulations. Yeah. You win. You win the night. I don't know. I think I won the night with my um, getting to crash the Nettie summer romance. But Freddy, uh, you guys romance. can't see it, but I just flipped her off. <laughs> but that was fun. <laughs> that was a good one, and it worked out perfectly. Like it was the exact yeah. amount to do groups of three without leaving anyone out. I, I had fun doing that. I'm glad we. Um, that was yeah. fun. I wanted. To, I was like, we should do something classic for game night. Yeah. yeah. Feel free to tweet us your thoughts on these ships. You know, yeah. I kind of really was hoping you were going to pull Alfie when you pulled your Roman Patricia. I was like, pull Me Alfie. Too. Oh, the OG. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Please follow us on social media. We're at Anubis Podcast on pretty much everything except for we're at Anubis Backwards Pod on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Anubis Podcast on Twitter. Really, as long as you get to one of them, you can click on our link tree. It's got the links to everything else. So, so yeah. And also, all of our social media links are in the description of this episode. That too. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you for bearing with us as we've been on this chaotic schedule. But I think we're, we're trying to get back to, like, an every other week format now. So that's what we um, do. Stay, t- stay tuned, because I think I host next. And guess what? If we time our recording correctly, I will have Corgi. I can't wait. Uh, Sabuna. Sabuna, everyone. Bye. Bye, besties. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it, is there any more?